0: is a house in New Orleans, they call the rising sun, and it's been
1: a ruin of many, a poor boy, and
2: guy I know I've won. And welcome to the show, Zach Briel, Zach, it was a terrible championship game. For anybody who bet Gonzaga like myself, it was horrible. I mean that that, that was a pathetic excuse of a basketball team, uh, especially an undefeated basketball team. I mean they weren't even competitive. It was 13 to four, nine nothing to start the game, and it never got closer than that. It never got within nine points after it was nine zero, and. It, I don't know what you can do if you're Gonzaga. I mean, you just ran the table up until this point. You got to the championship game. You played against Baylor, and you got your ass handed to you for 40 minutes straight. And like Kispert, he wasn't even – he was horrible. He was bad in the Final Four game. He was terrible tonight. Timmy was bad. He had a bunch of turnovers, did finish some at the rim. Suggs got it going in the second half for Gonzaga. But really, the the guards and the depth of Baylor – um, and the speed of Baylor. I mean, Mitchell, obviously, he's the quickest guy in the tournament. Devon Davion, I don't know how you say it. Mitchell, that dude is a beast. Like, that dude is so good. Butler was super wet. He was hitting everything he looked at, and it just seemed like everything was falling for Baylor tonight. They were way more intense on defense. They were ready to go from, this, from the start of the game. They got off to that 9 nothing lead that I said, and they, they never looked back. They never gave up the lead. They never got closer than nine points and they blew an undefeated Gonzaga team out of the water, blew them out of the game, and they won a national championship. So, you know, congratulations to Baylor. Congratulations to Scott Drew and that whole team. I mean, they they deserve this one. They absolutely destroyed the number one team in the country.
1: That was awesome. Yeah, I, I know not awesome in your perspective of losing money on it. I, I didn't have a bet on this one, and I'm I'm glad because I don't know which way I would have gone, but I'm I'm very happy Baylor won. I'm not the biggest Gonzaga fan in the world. And Baylor was relentless. My goodness, dude, they didn't let up. They didn't even the even the small white guy that came in off the bench at the very end of the game had a steal. Like, I mean, like they just was they they had something to prove. I mean, I it, it's tough. It's tough with these small mid-major divisions. What do they call mid-major conferences? Um, yep. Uh, and they're like the WCC or something. And yep. it's just so tough to, especially in a year like this. That was my big big. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I, I, that's what I Take really away. didn't like about this year. Yeah, like, or, or in this case, I I didn't like this about this March Madness year um, is that not a lot of teams were able to play like other conferences, but that's the thing Gonzaga was, and they beat Illinois and they beat, um, they had another huge win. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Or I, sorry, no, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know mm-hmm. which team it was. Um, um,
2: let me see. They beat Kansas. That was a pretty big win. Beat Kansas. Yeah, dude. They had and it's so. They beat West and, Virginia. They never played they were supposed to play um, Baylor back in December, but that game was canceled due to COVID. Can
1: you imagine? And if they did.
2: Yeah, I mean that would have been honestly, I probably wouldn't have been on Gonzaga tonight if I had seen them play in early December. So I'm gonna blame COVID. I am gonna yeah. blame the virus on on uh yeah, dude. tonight.
1: And the, the thing the the thing that doesn't make sense to me is that um, is how, how maybe okay? Let me take two steps back here. Yeah, I, I think they the seeding for the tournament was all wrong. I under, I totally get Gonzaga being the number one seed, but they didn't lose a game. Yep, that that makes sense. Yep. Um, and but they it just I I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but I I do not I just don't think Gonzaga was that team. I I had them lose to Oklahoma, man. I had them lose to Oklahoma. I don't I. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I, I knew it. I didn't know they were gonna win. I, I don't. I don't know shit. I, my bracket was in the sixth percentile, um, <laughs> but I just did not. I don't know. I did not like Gonzaga. I didn't like how they played, and like, I didn't like the guys in the team. I don't like them. And maybe I was just looking to excuse the whole whole time. I just rambled on there for like five minutes, trying to explain yeah. that I don't like them. Well, you don't like Suggs.
2: Um, you gotta. You got beef. With I like
1: Suggs. Suggs, dude. I saw him play a game. I was watching a basketball game, high school. Um, it, was an, oh, it was the best basketball I've ever watched, maybe <laughs> on any level. Um, it was Lacrosse Central was playing, playing at uh, Mini Ha and the Davis brothers, Davis twins, were on Lacrosse, and Johnny Davis had 42 points. Mm. Um, and this putback dunk that I'll still I still dream about sometimes. It was unbelievable, and he uh jumped over a guy, put a dunk back. But anyway, Jalen Suggs wow. threw a alley oop to himself off the backboard from the three point line, and it went out of bounds, like half the rim. It's like, are you who do you have to be to do that to pull that stunt? Yeah, even if that worked, that's
2: no, I don't think you jump high <laughs> enough to do that. Like, you, gotta, you like, gotta have some length to be able to throw from the three point line and dunk. Like, it. think about
1: it, you throw the three point line and then you like run up and d- like you gotta have it, just didn't length. make sense
2: like that. And you, so... you gotta,
1: and you gotta have like nobody standing in the lane. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe you tried that in practice.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to have perfect timing too because you got to time it up. You got to give yourself time to run in there. You're all the way out at the three point line. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't mind Suggs. I, I mentioned before the tournament, and I really hadn't watched a ton of Gonzaga basketball this year. I mean, I watched a few of their games against, I watched early in the season Kansas and a couple, I think they played against Virginia in late November. Um, I watched a couple of those non-conference games. I didn't watch a lot of West Coast conference action. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't watch Pepperdine and St. Mary's, or Pepperdine (laughs) and and Gonzaga and St. Mary's and Gonzaga play at 10 o'clock central time in a 40-point blowout for Gonzaga. But, I mean, I think this game really puts in perspective that the conference that Baylor plays in the Big 12 and the conference that Gonzaga plays in, they're not the same and they're not even remotely. That's what I was trying to get at talent wise. And, and, you know, Gonzaga having had a few tough games early in the season, like we mentioned, they didn't get to play Baylor. That would have helped them tremendously if they could have played back in December. Uh, COVID happened. Both teams got it. They didn't play fast forward a couple of months, really the first time Gonzaga had been tested by a good basketball team. I mean, UCLA was a a decent basketball team, but they're not a top tier, top four elite. I mean, there's a reason why UCLA was playing in the playing game. I mean, there, there there's a reason why they were one of the last four teams into the tournament, and it's not because they were, you know, some, you know, bracket breaking team, which they ended up being, and they ended up finding and playing their best basketball in March, and later on in this season, and finding themselves and going on a run but that wasn't an elite elite team they were just playing good and Gonzaga barely survived that test and looking at it we probably should have been more skeptical skeptical of Gonzaga coming off that almost loss I mean it took a half quarter that banked in to beat UCLA in overtime I mean that should have been a red flag right there
1: but I don't blame you for doing that because I I would also look at that another way as in like Oh man, like these guys can do no wrong. Like it's part of their magic season. Yeah. Hit a, I mean, hit a buzzer beater three. That's,
3: that's And that's what I would have
1: gonna. Yeah. So of I but you, exactly. And but you said it right. And I was trying to my goodness, the whole time I was talking, I was trying to get to that point of that the conferences are just totally different. But that's what the big T- I thought the Big 10 was like that, man. It's yeah. so hard to compare. But yeah, the, the Baylor, like they just they were like the monstars out there, man. Like they were so uh, they're a big, bigger team, for sure, size-wise. But, my God, they were so much faster. They were bigger. They were they just were so faster, much. They were stronger. They were
2: everything. Every 50-50 ball. They were making they miss. The thing is, there wasn't even a lot, that many 50-50 balls because they're either making a shot or they're three guys standing right by the basket to get the offensive rebound. And and getting getting the, exactly. Back. You know, yep. it was pathetic. It was pathetic. I mean, and if you're a Gonzaga fan and you're a fan of Mark Few, you got to be questioning yourself tonight because... Mark Few was embarrassed. I mean, talk about head coaches and and they can't make jump shots for their team and they can't box out guys, but your number one overall team who was undefeated throughout the season just got embarrassed, embarrassed on the national championship game on a national stage in front of the entire country. Embarrassed. Corey Kispert, embarrassed. I mean, he was horrible tonight. He was bad last week or uh, two nights ago. He was terrible tonight. He looked Scared. He he was shooting the ball horribly, and I mean I I don't know how he you know, he played nearly the entire game. And maybe Gonzaga doesn't have anybody else that can come off the bench. I know Suggs got into foul trouble in the first half, and you know things just got worse a, 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 as the game went on, especially in that second half. It got ugly for Gonzaga. But if you're Mark Few, you, you got to have some more strings to pull. They went into the zone in the first half. Kept him in the game along with the refs calling a lot of uh, of calls uh, against Baylor. I think it was like eleven to seven foul discrepancy in the first half. I mean, tw- no, I think it yeah. was twelve to seven.
1: They, they were trying to keep him in that game for yeah. sure.
2: But in the second half, it really flipped the other way. I mean, Baylor was getting all the calls and Gonzaga was getting nothing. And I mean, they they kind of evened it out in the second half, and Baylor ran away with it. But. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga and Mark Few, that was an embarrassing performance. They were just – and maybe as a head coach, you just run out of strings to pull. You run out of buttons to push. There's nothing else you can do. Your team's getting destroyed in man-to-man. They're getting picked apart in the zone defense. What else can you do? I mean, I I don't know. So maybe we're being a little too critical or I'm being a little too critical of Mark Few, but that was an embarrassing performance from his team. And that that was a very anticlimactic national championship game, wasn't it? It's really been these two teams. We've talked about it all college basketball season. It's It's been a two-horse race. It's been Baylor. It's been Gonzaga. They've gone back and forth from that number one seed. In the last two and a half months of the season, Gonzaga leaped forward with that loss from Baylor to, to KU, and then I think they lost to Oklahoma State um, in the in the Big 12 tournament. But they ended up finishing the season 29-2 and two, Baylor, and, and, you know, taking the ship, which is what really matters. It doesn't matter if you go undefeated, you lose in the national championship game. Nobody's going to remember you. No one's going to think yeah. about it. And, and I think yeah. that brings up an interesting question now for Jalen Suggs and for this Gonzaga team is, is Suggs going to be back next year? Is he going to leave for the NBA or is he coming back? Because that's a pretty anticlimactic way to finish your career. Um, yeah. I'm guessing he was, he's going to he, be gone, but who knows?
1: He'd be gone, you said?
2: Yeah, I think I he'd think Yeah,
1: gone. He was crying like he was probably gone um, at the end of the game. There, I, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I thought that that was it was a perfect matchup. I was so excited. Usually, I don't like when two one seeds play each other. I think that's lame. This was cool because I that was like the the destined matchup everyone was looking at this year. But man, it just if if Timmy's their biggest guy on that team, and I think he is, then I don't know how they got under were undefeated in the first place. I just I, I look at the teams that are really good. Look at Illinois, and I, maybe you can't even talk about Illinois. Cause how disappointing that ended up. Um, just look at a, a bunch of teams. They have a, they've got it, you know, all all around. They got. I'm not the sharpest basketball mind in the toolbox, but I, uh, you know, you got a big, big player in in, in cock, Cockburn. Yep. Like that. You look at their team, and you got yeah. And first of all, his name's Cockburn, right? They say, they call him Coburn on TV. His name's Cockburn. Has to be it's a C K. Yeah. C
2: O C K. I don't know why they call him Coburn.
1: I don't either. That's weird. But uh, anyway, you got a big guy like that, and he, like Timmy, uh, they just must they they must have just played you know, the pe- the Pepperdine teams all year. And I yeah. saw that BYU championship game, um, and they kept it close. BYU kept it really close, but BYU is another kind of smaller team. Um yeah. But this might this might have been Bay- uh Gonzaga's first. Well, well, I I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't know how they beat Illinois. But Timmy Timmy versus Co- Cockburn doesn't make any sense to me. How that that matchup works out, um, but. Yeah, I don't know what, Baylor just had all the answers, man, and it was a really, it was fun to see them play. My God, they were playing awesome. Um, But it was a bummer and a half of a championship game.
2: Did they beat Illinois? I don't remember that. I'm
1: pretty sure Gonzaga beat Illinois. I think someone said that.
2: Uh, They beat Virginia and they beat Kansas. I don't know if they beat Illinois. Oh, my God, someone told me they
1: beat Illinois. Someone told me that, but I should check my... Yeah, You got to check
2: your sources, man. You're getting false information.
1: Damn! And the Wake and Take, the Wake and Take podcast, we strive to
2: they beat Auburn, to bring, If that's what you're thinking of, to bring viewers
1: only the most credible news. Yeah, I, hey, they beat I,
2: Iowa I, too. They beat Iowa. That's what you're thinking of. Oh, maybe Iowa. They Why beat Iowa I by eleven, it? when Iowa was ranked third in the country. And I mean, wow. obviously, Iowa was a tra- tragic end to their season. Sorry, Andy, R.I.P. In pieces to the Iowa Hawkeyes, but. Gonzaga had some quality wins. They did have some quality wins early in the season, but those quality wins came in November and in December. I mean, there hasn't been yeah. any competition in, in, until really UCLA almost
0: blew them up. Out, Dude, that's you
2: know? almost took them out.
1: Trying to figure out how many people I told about that Illinois thing.
2: Yeah, you're gonna have to start <sighs> to people, like, hey, I messed up. I'm wrong. They didn't beat Illinois. Or, or just start
1: calling out people, being like, hey, what the hell are you talking? Tell me Illinois played exactly. Gonzaga for. Do they Maybe know you on hear.
2: one of the most um, elite podcasts in the world? No, but they will, yeah, they, they will soon. Yeah,
1: they will soon. They will soon, haters. They're going to hear from me, my attorney. Yeah. Uh. Um,
2: other than the, you know, kind of lackluster championship game, the very uneventful championship game, especially if you a bet on Gonzaga like I did, it was a fantastic, fantastic tournament, and especially after missing a year. The madness of of the first weekend, the madness of the Sweet 16 with all those double-digit seeds in it, the Loyola Chicagos making a run and and getting ousted, and then just to have the two heavyweights, Baylor and Gonzaga, get all the way there and kind of decimate the field on their path to the Final Four was was fun to watch. It, It ended up being not not the championship game we hoped for. It was a highly anticipated matchup. It was a, I mean, probably the matchup of the year that, you know, the one we talked about all the time and everybody in college basketball is so sad when that game didn't get played on December 2nd between these two teams. And now we finally get the rescheduled game. It comes at the time of the national championship and Baylor just blows them out. Baylor blows them out. And that's, that's the season. That's the story of the 2021 college basketball season. You know, a year away from the tournament, and now we're back into it. And now I think, Rick, that we've had this one-year hiatus. We're back into the swing. I think it's college basketball. Maybe next year my bracket will be back and, and my picks will be will be hot again because I had a stretch there for, you know, like three to four years where I was, I was getting pretty hot with my picks. I was doing well. I was getting, like, Three out of four final four teams every year, and Damn. finishing in that top five percent in ESPN every year. But I was horrible this year, man. Dude, I was terrible. I was, I was out of it by the first, uh, not the first round, but probably the end of the second round. I was done. Like there was the the you know the possible points and all that and potential points down the stretch. I was eliminated mathematically from from contention.
1: Yeah, my my um. My final four were out by uh, the third day. Yeah, um, is pathetic. Absolutely yeah. freaking pathetic.
2: I think I think we all learned some stuff this year. I think I learned at least not to pick conference champions, and that's something yeah. that the statistics told us and told me before I even picked my bracket. I still picked Texas to go to the final four for some reason. Uh, I still yeah, picked Illinois to make a big run. Both of those teams being well. conference champions, and. They were out early. They were out really early, and that destroyed me. I picked Purdue for some reason. I don't even know why I picked Purdue, but I picked Purdue (laughs) to go to the final four. I have no, I mean, I was honestly looking too much into the numbers, thinking like every 60 year there's a four seed that gets there, and I was like, okay, there hasn't been one in a couple years. I'm picking a four seed. It's going to be Purdue. Dude. You know, they lost in the first round of North Texas.
1: Yeah, and that, that the the thing that makes me so so upset about this year um is the fact that the the seedings were so screwed up in my opinion. And I, I'm beating a dead horse right now. But Loyola being an eight seed, my ass. Yeah.
2: My ass. That dude, was, Houston being a two seed, brutal. my ass. Yeah.
1: Houston, I mean Houston proved us wrong and they were they were they made the, the tournament. You thought Houston um,
2: should have been higher or lower?
1: I think Houston should have been lower. I think Houston is a good should've solid four seed.
2: Oh, uh, four, four, four seed. Oh, they should have a four seed.
1: Or, like, oh, sorry, I meant, like, uh, yeah, yeah. lower seeding.
2: Lower seeding, um, but a higher
1: number. I got you. I'll, I'll tell you why I think this. I know they were ranked maybe – well, I don't know what they were ranked throughout the season. But, dude, Wichita gets that number one seed in the A American they're in. Yep. I think they're in the American. Uh, and Houston, Houston gets the two. Houston gets the two. Wichita State wins uh, – Wichita State, I'm sorry, loses in the quarter final, semifinals to, I think, Memphis on a buzzer-beater shot. Yeah, They go from the one seed in that tournament to the 11th. Seed play in in the tournament. Houston wins that tournament because the two seed. What is that about? Yeah, that's screwed up. That does not make any sense. Does it that, might does that make been, sense to you?
2: No, I mean not not just based on the stats or the information you gave, but it's probably had to do something at least had to do with the conference, the non conference play. And one is uh, what
1: one of my statistics proved. Uh, <laughs> Flav have led me wrong. That's what I gotta ask you. You don't trust my statistics? I don't know. No. <laughs> I mean hey, okay, hang on. I'm kidding. Just,
2: Let oh, me look okay. up Houston's Houston's schedule here. Hang on. We'll see you, Houston. But I mean they got to a final four. I mean I mean that's pretty good. Yeah, that is That is really impressive. So What's it, their I don't fact? think they could have got Houston what? Cougars, I think. Cougars. I didn't get to watch that game I was working still. But I honestly I don't know if I watched a single one of Houston's games in this tournament. I don't think I watched them play one time. Um, okay I'm looking at their schedule. they beat Rutgers. that's a good win. All right that was in the tournament I thought that was in February. they beat they did beat them in the tournament too um Houston hasn't played anybody ranked. let's see come on. They didn't play anybody ranked in December. They didn't play. They played tech, They beat Texas tech in November. That was a good win. But other than that, I don't think they played a ranked team all year. Yeah. That was the, they only played Texas tech. That was the only ranked team they played all season. Um, and they had a somewhat easy path. They played uh, Cleveland state. The 15 seed, they beat them by 20. They played Rutgers, the 10 seed, they beat them by three. They played Syracuse, the 11 seed, they beat them by 16. They played Oregon State, the 12 seed, they beat them by six. And then, um,
1: dude, they didn't play they didn't play a single digit team until the final four.
2: No, they didn't. They had maybe the four. easiest path of all time. They played a 15 seed, a 10 seed, 11 seed, and a 12 seed. Oh my gosh! They beat it's the sickening. 10 seed by three points. They beat the 12 seed Oregon State, and that and that might have been an underseeded team as well. They could have been higher because they were playing some of the best basketball uh, of anyone in the country at that point. Beat Oregon State the 12 seed by six. Uh, they took care of business against Syracuse one by 16. But yeah, they didn't. They didn't play a single digit seed until the final four. Until so they got
1: whapped by Baylor. They got whapped.
2: <laughs> they got absolutely whapped. And that's you know that's kind of surprising. That that's kind of surprising. That's very fortunate, I guess. Fortunate or unfortunate, if you're Houston. Yeah, I, I mean they made money for every round they made further into the tournament, but they never really got tested. And then once they did no, get dude. tested, they got destroyed.
1: And I can't and I can't say this because they, they they didn't help my argument there. But I guess it doesn't hurt my argument that they didn't play a single digit seeded team. But I, I thought they were probably the weakest two seed to ever go into that tournament, dude. And that was yeah. that's a pretty bold call, but like, and you look at Iowa and Ohio State and Alabama. Alabama proved, you know, they held their own. That was I, I was a tough lot. I Think it's UCLA they lost. Yep. I As I, I, I'm, I'm thinking more Iowa, Ohio State. You know, both being ranked like top five, top six in the nation, coming into that tournament. Yep. And they both snag the two seed, and they lost, like, and then they get Houston. Like Houston, Ohio State, and Iowa are not on the same level, but. Houston goes to the final four, man. I don't know. And that's why it was, that's why I think we had a tough go of it, dude. Cause what the hell was going on in this tournament? It didn't make any sense. There was no rhyme or pattern or anything to it. Um, and the people I think that are in like the 90th percentile and ESPN and stuff, I, I'd like to look at their comparisons to years past and how many correct and wrong. Like
2: I, Oh, it's
1: gotta
3: be I, just like, luck. It's gotta be luck. It's gotta be
1: so, yeah, it's gotta be way, way on the low end because there's, there were just too many, too many upsets this year. I, yeah. It was fun this year, but it was, it was a little much for me. I. I didn't have that much fun.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm with you there. I, I loved the tournament. It's great to have it back. It was great to get it back after, you know, two years since our last tournament and, and to have that Friday, Saturday action. That's typically Thursday, Friday, but to have those games just
3: nonstop for four straight days and just basketball, 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 wall to wall for
2: four straight days, especially being on the West coast time zone this year, it was insane. Games started at 9 o'clock in the morning, and they went oh. until 9 o'clock at <laughs> night. It was 12 hours of yeah. constant basketball, four days in a row. It was absolutely electric. It wasn't just like one game on a time. It was four games on a time, those first yep. few days. I mean, that's why Sensory this the time of the year. That's why I love this tournament, and, and, and I love college basketball. And this was it, this is the greatest tournament in all of college in all of sports. I'm gonna say professional college yeah. doesn't matter. This is the greatest tournament in the world. and it, it it delivered this year. I didn't do good picking teams. I didn't do really good at all. I mean, I was horrible. I was out by the second the second round games. I was pretty much done. My bracket was over, but I still enjoyed it. It was still college basketball. There was still madness and buzzer beaters, and probably the best basketball game I've ever watched. Uh, in, in that Final Four game with Jalen Suggs, the Minnesota kid, making that half quarter to win it in overtime against UCLA. I mean, that was one of the best games I've ever witnessed in my entire life. That was a phenomenal basketball game, and that's that's this tournament, man. That's that's just what it delivers, and it's going to be even better next year when we have fans that back in there, and it's it's a packed house wherever it's played at, and, and I know the women's Final Four is going to be in Minneapolis. I'm not sure where the men's Final Four is, but... Assuming everything's back to normal by 2022, we're gonna have packed venues again, and it's gonna be even more electric um, than it was this year. Any final thoughts, wrapping up college basketball 2021?
1: (sighs) We get them next year. Hi, that was a rough one.
2: Get them next year, yeah. (laughs)
1: Bracket wise, bracket wise, but a fun one, a fun one, regardless. Certainly,
3: certainly was. Let's get to the rest of the show. We recorded
2: this earlier today. We talk a little baseball. We talk some golf. Let's get to them now. Here it is. All right. Let's talk a little baseball fellas. Opening day was Friday. Last Friday, Zachary, as he just exhales completely into the mic. Uh, Did I really <laughs> do that? that's, a, that's all right. Uh, Sorry
1: about that. How, yeah, it was a... how have the twins been doing? Twins have been great, man. We uh, Just that one little ble- blemish. uh it wasn't just a little one that was that was heartbreaking first game of the year opening day i think it was last thursday was opening opening day um we were up five two in the ninth and blew it um column a blew it that was that was really disheartening um but we've rebounded i mean we should be we technically should be four and right now that shouldn't have happened and it's hard to say butterfly effect but i think i think we could be we're a four and team right now not that it matters in a 162 game season and the twins have always come off really hot starts and you know, last couple of years, we've been we've we've kept it going, but uh, yeah, looking pretty good right now.
3: What is our record? Are we three and one?
1: We're three and one after today. Yeah, big big get day today. Cruise. Yeah, wow, had a runs. massive game. Yeah, oh, Cruz okay. with two dingers and a granny.
3: Dang, yeah, that's a that's a good start for the Bomba Squad. How do you know how many home runs they have on the season? Because I know I don't. Buck had one. Cruz has got two, obviously, so at least three. Yeah, at least – there we go, at least three. Yeah, I uh, – Just breaking now from the wake and take.
1: I couldn't <laughs> – the Twins have at least three Omers this year. <laughs> That's headline front-page news there. I don't know. I think – yeah, I'm sure we have more than that. But, yeah, man, I'm excited about it. Now. Andy, we were talking a little bit before about about Brios. Um, But, yeah, very – our pitching is looking awesome for Colomay that one time and I I, I think that losing losing Trevor May and losing um, who's our other bullpen guy we lost Um,
0: I'm
3: trying to think
1: or maybe know. it wasn't a bull we lost two pitchers Uh, Kyle Gibson anyway <laughs> Gibson yeah, yeah he was a couple <laughs> years ago uh, and actually he, he was opening opening day for the Rangers and that's just start of a long season Oh, um, for them, I feel bad for them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, our bullpen, you know, our, someone had a, and I said this on the podcast, like someone was saying that we have one of the best rotations in the league. And I just, I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't for that call. I was actually pretty against that call. I'm four games in. I could see it. I don't know. I could see it. Our bullpen hasn't been looking installed, like I said, but I, our starting rotation, I can see it. Yeah. I'm liking it.
3: I mean, let's talk burritos for a bit. He was super impressive. I think he went six innings. Um, was it like seven or eight strikeouts, Zach? Do you know how many strikeouts Barrios had?
2: He had twelve. <laughs> twelve. There you go. Yeah. Twelve strikeouts and yep.
3: was it six innings? And now he went eighty-four pitches.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was six. Yep. Yeah. I think he went no, no, he went uh, It was six. 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 Was it six? Probably yep, he probably got four in the
3: seventh inning, but yeah, they counted us. Yeah, as when
1: six he got innings. twelve Ks K's, the the pitch count's gonna be up there. Um I know Andy, you were pretty Pretty upset about them pulling pulling Brias. I think it was a very
4: good call. I, I I think it's I think it's one of the things that like you, you hear a lot of talk in like baseball circles where people are like oh like why is baseball failing and people are like oh the 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 um, sabermetrics and whatnot are, are ruining the game. I generally disagree with that. Um, I think the lack of steroids, if anything, has ruined the game. But uh, but I, I I think that um, like when a pitcher has a no hitter. Like you can't take the pitcher out like it's just something that even like 10 years ago like no manager ever did like you you know it, it, if it took him 120 pitches to, to get the no hitter like you let that guy get his no hitter you, you you don't even if he's on a pitch count if you have a no hitter a perfect game going there's under oh, no circumstance you take him out um and like that being such like a like it was such a unwritten rule and that like you know whenever the guy gives up you know the like give up the no hitter of the perfect game and immediately is taken out even if he's yeah. dealing like it's um i don't know like i think that's one of the things that i dislike how baseball is going that way um but i mean it's if, hey, faith if, if jose needed the uh needed need, needed the the rest then i guess yeah i'm like I'm, fans, I'm not hun-
1: oh man i just saw a really good catch uh i I'm hundred percent down with the Andy there on any other circumstances except his first game of the year, and even like until until honestly till July, I wouldn't want to see that um, a, f- a complete game no no when a guy's got 12 Ks like that. Like dude, Kyle Hendricks last year had a had a oh was it a no hitter? I think it was yeah complete. It was a complete game. Uh, Kyle Hendricks on the Cubs, 81 pitch complete game uh, shutout. And so, it, if our guys could be that efficient, then my goodness, keep him in. I don't, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was a no hitter.
4: Anyway, if he's that efficient, I don't my think goodness. Was, no, I, I, no, it was Kyle Hendricks is like a Greg Maddox type, where he, not not comparing him to Greg Maddox, but he keeps his pitch count low, pitches a ton of strikes, works his own, but it wasn't a no hitter. Okay, he it must have been.
1: It was a complete game shutout for sure. I don't know how. Anyway, 81 pitches, and so if if our guys can give us 81, 85, hell, even a hundred game. Complete hundred pitch, complete games, awesome. That's just not how the twins. That's just never been the twins, twin style. We always get ourselves into tough jams. But yeah, I, you know, twelve Ks, six innings. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable baseball. And yeah, hindsight. You know, do you wish you would have gone, seen if you could do it? I, I agree with you there, except like I said, first game of the year, and into like. I totally agree that over the years, my goodness, the pitch counts and. Everything has just been so, they've just sheltered pitchers so much. And Bert Blyleven, when he was on, uh, he's retired now, unfortunately. He was the, I think he was the color guy. I don't know. I don't know the difference. Do you know, yeah. Bill the difference? G- color he guy? was
2: color, yep. Color.
1: Color. And then what do what they call Bramer then? Uh, play-by-play. Play-by-play. Okay, yeah. So, Bert was a color guy for the Twins. And he was so, every time they pulled, he would, he would be so adamant. Like, oh my God, back in the day, we threw 150 pitches. It didn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, I agree, dude. I totally agree. P- pitchers are wimps now compared to that. And I don't know if it's their fault or if their workouts are just really designed for them to throw um, harder for a shorter period of time. Because I saw this thing on last night on a Sunday in baseball. Um, it's crazy. They said last, the shortened season, the 60 game season, there were 4,100 pitches thrown at 98 miles an hour above in the 2008 season. Uh, I don't know why they said 2008, um, the 2008 season, there were 3,500 total in a 162 games series uh, season. And so that's just showed that the bullpen guys coming in. That's just what, that's the importance. That's, that's what baseball's has become. And I don't like it too. I hate it. Um, but they just got guys throwing hundred miles an hour coming out of the pen. And so it's like, ah, oh, who cares? Our first starter goes five or six or whatever. We'll just have this guy, no name a gee from wherever who can give us, you know, he's probably gonna have Tommy John in two years, but my goodness, he's going to give us, you know, an inning of hundred mile an hour, just, throwing it down the gas and no, throwing it on the plate and no one can hit it. So not sure where this tangent started, but Well, yeah, let's start with Jose
3: back. Barrios and let's get back to Barrios. I was reading an article um, just maybe a week ago before the season started about um, how excited the Twins pitching staff was. Wes Johnson, the pitching coach for the Twins, was talking about hip movement and hip rotation. So I guess that's what they focused on this summer uh, or this offseason with. Barrios, and it's been very effective they found i mean he was he was yeah. super efficient in spring training and he was apparently getting more straight line towards the target and finishing his hips right on target with the catcher and his velocity's been up his control's been up and the stats prove that too after his first start so Barrios could be our number one guy by the end of the year you said uh Maeda started the first game isn't that right zach?
0: he did
4: yep yep, yeah he had a great outing
1: and our bullpen just yes. blew. it. <laughs>
4: Bill, I'll say um, about Burial's this hip action was the second best hip action I saw this weekend after what okay. I saw on uh, that Paul Pierce Instagram Live.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, you did, you did warn us. That was coming. Yeah.
3: It, Paul Pierce, too, just, uh, he fired by ESPN um, this afternoon. He got fired? Yep.
1: No yep. way. I didn't know he worked for ESPN.
3: Yep, he does the um like the post-game show, pre-game show for the uh, playoffs. E- ESPN, did he know he was ABC. on
1: Instagram Live?
3: I don't know. I, I don't really know. he definitely know. knew. He definitely knew. He definitely knew.
4: Okay. He, was, he was just so out of his mind that he was like, yeah, it's not a bad idea to do an Instagram Live right now.
3: Yeah. Randy, explain I, what happened.
4: Uh, if you uh, wanted. Paul Pierce um, got on Instagram Live well, at, a, at, a, at a friendly poker game. Um where he appeared to be intoxicated, uh, smoking uh, smoking some cigars, um, and enjoying some time with a beautiful women. That's it. Okay. There and you he's go. fired. And
3: he's been fired. I, at least I saw that on Twitter. I can't confirm, but it was uh, somebody tweeted it, that he had been. It was like on a, Twitter. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, back to the twins. How did uh, Simmons play? How's he been looking? I saw you had a hit today, just looking through the box score here, but have you seen anything exciting defensively out of Simmons yet?
1: I uh, kind of bummed. Connor bummed right off the bat. First game of the year, he had a he had an error that I think no. cost us a run. No. Yeah. <laughs> really, really hate to see that. Yeah. Um, you do. But he's been – he, yeah, and that, that's that's the reason he came into the line. Obviously, he's a great right. – not a great hitter, but, like, a good hitter, too. That's why we – um you know, had him up and he had a, he he got a hit today. I think everyone on the team got a hit almost. I think only, I am. I'm almost sure everyone besides maybe Sano or so. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I think he's, he's fitting well. He's going to, he's going to have a good place here and maybe we're just, maybe him and call A just had some first day jitters that, that game versus um, brewers where we just lost it. I, I, I'm still in shock that it happened. Like I believe it happened, but like i I can believe it, but also at the same time, I can't believe
3: it. Who's playing third base right now? Because I know Donaldson's hurt.
1: Yeah, they're are uh, throwing a rise over there, but uh, unfortunately right, yeah, today yeah. he came out. Um, he had a uh, he like pulled something in his chest, which is no. just bad news. But Louis, yeah. So and then and Buxton, Buxton's sick or he's hurt or both. Yeah. So not not that's the one thing that's not good about the season so far. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the few negatives.
3: Yeah, I got a couple of our big stars out. Um, Donaldson, he was obviously crucial in that, or his lack of presence was crucial in in that postseason series a season ago where Polanco has the air that cost us two or three runs in that inning where it would have been the end of the inning. The twins might have won that first game against the Astros and they end up losing the game. We lose the series and now it's 20 consecutive losses. Is it 20, right? Uh, 18. 18, really?
1: Dang. Uh, Playoff losses?
3: I thought it was like 20.
1: Um. 18, yeah, 18. Well, Give it time. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's gonna be gonna get there soon. Um, uh, but the, but the Twins seem like they got something going here. I mean, we're going for the third straight AL Central title. I I like Favelli or Favelli, however you say it. I mean, he seems like a beast. I like I like the, the the lineup they put together this year with the added defensive. I was reading some article about adding defensive. Um, I think it was like runs against. Uh, what was the stat like? D runs against defensive runs against and for whatever reason, they they thought that moving Polanco would be three less runs a year, or I don't know if it's a year or a month or whatever the metric do, but three, three less runs against the Twins by moving Polanco to second and bringing in Simmons to short. And he was like a plus five runs offensively from Giddy O'Reese out of the lineup, moving Polanco to second, and then bringing in Simmons like a plus five for the offensive category. So it seems like the, the saver metrics, at least, make this team better on paper than they were last year. And that's that's promising. I mean, three and one to start without Donaldson, who is really the heart and soul of this team. We'll take that. We'll take that all day. Uh, Zachary, yeah. any other thoughts about the uh, first weekend? Randy, as well, about the first week of Minnesota Twins baseball.
1: Uh, nope. I've i rambled a little bit too much already. I think uh, what's said has been said besides, yeah, our bullpen needs a little help. But other than that, what's said has been said.
3: All right. Let's talk a little bit of Masters. Um, Randy, I know you were debating – watching uh, Masters live instead of the National Championship game, which is later tonight, which is just a, an asinine comment. I mean, that's very rude. Bizarre take. So, yeah, yeah, bizarre I, take. I, I, it's it's strange. I, Might have to send an uh, eval on you.
4: I, I spent, let's see, this weekend, I spent all Saturday watching the Augusta National Women's Amateur, which was just great golf. Like, just a packed leaderboard, tons of names, tons of movement up and down, Um, The back nine at Augusta is crazy. And then yesterday morning you had the uh, drive chip and putt, which is always a great event to see. Like there's, I don't know what it is about Augusta national. Like the thing that I always think about just so green, like it is such a green course and it's like a different shade of green than any other course. It just always looks so beautiful. And it's just by far the most aesthetically pleasing course in the entire world. And it's like it, this is always one of the best weeks in sports because you got the end of March Madness, the national championship game leading right into the Masters. Uh, and you have Jordan Spieth winning this weekend for the first time in three years. He's coming in hot, he's been playing really well the past couple months, honestly. Um, he's he's up there when, when it comes to the favorites. Um, I mean, you just have. Um, I mean, the course is going to play different than it did this past November. It's going to be more yeah. firm. The weather's going to be different. We got Brooks uh, Kepka back. Uh, might be
3: still yeah, injured, pushed. but we got Brooks Kepka in the field.
0: Yep.
4: Kepka, Kepka looked like he, I don't know what it was. Like his face just, in the pictures I saw, his face looked a little more round. And like maybe he, gained, it may, maybe like just on his time off, he had just gained a couple extra pounds. Maybe that's going to help him off the tee. Maybe it won't. Really, Who knows? Yeah. That, I honestly uh, I thought his
3: arms looked a little smaller.
4: I wasn't really honing
3: oh, yeah. in on the or honing in on the face, but his arms definitely looked a little smaller I thought. Maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe he's been focused what what's injured his knee or something?
4: I think it was his knee. Yeah. yeah. I think he had yeah. surgery so, on it. Yeah. If it's his meniscus maybe yeah. or something. Yeah. Something weird. He he's been out for for about 4 4 or 5 weeks. Um, I don't think it was major search. It was just kind of just going in and and tweaking something. Yeah. Um Zach's and... in a
3: windstorm over there.
1: <laughs> Am I, really? I don't e I, this microphone must be so sensitive. It's I, I gotta sensitive. mute myself. It's very sensitive. I gotta mute myself. You're Super good. sorry.
3: You're good. You're good. Um, I just had to mention it for everybody at home listening. It's just like, what is that noise?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those guys that like sleeps while he's awake. He's like snoring, just sitting there. I'm usually, I usually don't stand, can't stand those guys. And I'm not one of those guys. So I'm very sorry.
3: I have to say you sound like a mouth breather right now. Forgive me. (laughs) Uh, Zach, do you, do you know anything about the masters? Do you like anybody this week? Any, uh, any favorites in your mind?
1: No, I, I, I don't remember what we were watching. Didn't the Masters just happen? Yeah, too. No, Back in they did. November. Well, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Okay, oh, definitely. Uh,
4: it was November. Who won that again? DJ Justin Johnson.
1: Awesome. Okay, that's right. I remember we did a fun pool with Beal. Were you in that pool, Parker? So. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I'm, I'm down to that again. I don't really have too much golf knowledge, but, um, let's go. Uh, Justin Thomas. He wins Steve. it.
3: Oh, Justin Thomas. Are you, um, are you gonna accept his his um Comment the other a couple weeks ago, maybe it was a couple months ago at this point.
1: Oh, what was his? What was his comment?
3: Um, he dropped a hard uh f-bomb, but the gay slur version of an f-bomb. Uh, oh no way! <laughs> on a hot mic. No <laughs> way! Wow! <laughs> he missed a putt, and you're just like, oh, no way! <laughs> was, How would that come out of it? That's yeah, that's yeah. He lost a bunch of sponsorships from it. Oh at least no his, way! His polo sponsorship. Um, but well. then his grandpa
1: died and you won the players. So but it's then Yeah,
3: good. then his grandpa died and he won the players, and now he's back. Now he's back.
1: Now he's back, yeah, and, and yeah. everyone, forgive and forget. Uh, yeah, I, I hold to it. Uh, Justin Thomas. I
3: love it. I love it. You're, you're How about you guys? Guy. Um, I'm going with Speed. Uh, obviously, he's, he's had some magic. I think it was 2015, and then 20, was it 2016, Randy, when he fell apart, or was it 2017 when he had that meltdown?
4: Uh, 2017, yeah. Okay, so, I, I mean, he's
3: got some demons. He's got some demons at Augusta, but, I mean, this is kind of his year where its he's really kind of put it all together again, and he's putting the ball well, and he's chipping in, and he's making insane bunker shots like Spieth does. And, I don't know, hes uh, he's got a special touch at that place. So if he can turn it on this weekend, he can carry the momentum from last weekend into this next weekend. I think it's going to be uh, – uh, it, it could be a good opportunity for him to uh, run away with one. I mean, he's a guy who could win by ten shots there, and it could also be – out after the first two days i mean it's a it's a big margin of error i guess you could say for jordan spieth mm-hmm. um but I, I like taking his odds maybe they're going to be too boosted up after last week but
4: uh i, yeah, I don't mind him he he's third at least what i'm looking at behind dj and bryson um why i like why like jordan is uh augusta isn't a course that you necessarily need to drive well uh, like well, I guess obviously you need to drive the ball well, but it's I mean there there are some holes there that have some pretty wide fairways, pretty wide landing areas. You it it's okay to um or it's, it's a place where you can you can get away with some bad tee shots, certainly. Uh, yep. And 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 that's and that's one of the things that's that's been uh, a thorn in, in peace side these past couple ones is he gets a Sunday and he just can't get the ball in a good position and you can only scramble and you can only get up and down so much. Right. Uh from the rough and whatnot. Uh, and I think playing at a course like a golf course, especially on the front nine, there are just some huge wide open fairways. Yep. Um, it's a second you know, shot
3: golf course, you know?
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and 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 as long as Eve has an open, you know, a, a good uh approach look into the green. Uh, I mean said he has that experience. He knows those greens and he rolls in enough long putts. Yeah. That um I definitely like him, at least in the top ten, um, if not to win.
3: Yeah, well, he's either going to be top ten or he's not going to make the cut. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. That's just the, that's Jordan Speed. That's who he's either going to miss the cut by ten shots or he's going to be top five, maybe even win the thing by a few shots. But I mean, Augusta's a second shot golf course. It's all about how you where where you put yourself off the tee. I guess you want to have a good angle into a lot of those holes, but then it's where you put the ball on your second shot and how well you putt. I mean, those greens are so hard. And you got to have a good caddy. You got to know the good lines and where you want to be heading into. Because, I mean, that's a place where you can make all your money on the putting green. And if Spieth has a hot weekend with the putter, he could walk away with that thing for sure.
4: Yep. And then obviously you can't can't cut out guys like Dustin Johnson. I mean, I think Dustin Johnson's for sure going to be in that top 10. Uh, DeChambeau's kind of like Spieth where he can miss the cut or he could be you know, right there in it at the end. Yep. Um, you, don't, you don't really know. <laughs>
3: yep. Well, the Hoops game, the championship game, I know we talked about it to start the show, but we're doing a bit of time traveling. The game is about to start, so let's wrap the pot up right there. We'll be back on Friday morning. There's some Vikings news about Jeff Gladney we're going to get to. We'll talk uh, more baseball. We'll probably talk some more Masters, maybe even do a betting pool. We will see you guys all on Friday. And day
0: after day, I'm more confused. And I look for the light in the pouring rain You know it's a game I hate to lose And I'm feeling the strain Oh, ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, that free my soul I want to get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Won't you take me away, yeah I'm beginning to think that I'm wasting time I don't understand the things I do The world outside looks so unkind I'm counting on you To carry me through Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away won't you take me away? Yeah. And when my mind is free, you know melody can move me. And when I'm feeling blue, the guitar's coming through to soothe me. For the joy that you've given me, I want you to know that I believe in your song. Oh, yeah. A rhythm and rhyme, and harmony. You help me along, you're making me strong boys and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Drift away. Don't, don't, don't. Give me the don't beat, don't boys, free <laughs> my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Don't you take me away.